Hello, and thanks for tuning in to our Monday Night Godcast, an immersive and interactive discussion of the Bible. If you're listening to this right now, then I know for a fact that God has something for you. That's right, you. I'm glad you're here. Let's dive into God's Word and see what He has in store for us today. Because there's so much here. Um, but I think we might get through it. But we might not. Um, I, I have a lot of like historical context to add into this. It was really cool stuff. I, I heard some things uh, in a sermon I was listening to about this. And some things just seemed weird. And I'm like, I don't recall that in the Bible. I don't recall that in even just what I just read. And I looked into the thing and um, probably a little more like historical research in this chapter than what I've ever done before. So I'm really excited about John 18. This is uh, there's some really fascinating stuff in here. Anyway, um, does anybody want to start reading uh, John 18, 1 through 11? Sure. Go for it. Uh, the title I have on mine is Jesus is Betrayed and Arrested. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas the betrayer knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? he asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. (coughs) I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Once more he asked them, who are you looking for? And again they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement, I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and so, between Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see a little bit of variation of, of what they all recall and what they all um, chose to write down. Um, so we'll, you'll see different things in, in different books um, of, of each of their accounts of the gospel. Because um, then, you know, he, uh, John doesn't say it here, but um, in the other gospels, they they talk about then Jesus picked up his ear and, and placed it back on him, and, and the, the guy... You know, his ear is back to normal. Um, but um, but all, all in all, they all are telling the same story from four people's different perspectives. Um, anyway, I was open this up like I usually do at first. Any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, observations, things you find cool, anything? I think 
here he actually like uh, reveals himself saying like I am you know Jesus instead of uh, one of his I think responses sometimes is like you have said it like the the other person says mm-hmm. asking a question or I don't know in whatever statement that they said he basically say that he is Jesus and instead of him like confirming it he'll just say like you said it type of thing so I thought that was cool and they and then it's like twice that he mentions it he, he that he is who he is um and like the fact that they just like all um drew back and fell and fell to the ground like I wonder what that meant too yeah like were they um scared or was it Jesus power that just <laughs> came out and was like, down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot, I feel like, that's really interesting. Because when you think about it, and I've, I think I thought about it before. Wow, that's an interesting sentence. Um, but, yeah. So, when you think about, Peter chops a soldier's ear off. And doesn't die. There are other soldiers there. Like, you'd expect the moment that something breaks out, that immediately this one fisherman with a sword ends up not making it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But Jesus has the time to be like, bruh, put it back. What are we doing? Which is astonishing in and of itself, just in this one account. Yeah. Um, Without the thing. So, like, it does infer to me that, like, when they're on the ground, when they dr- draw back and fell to fall to the ground, um, to me that does infer that they were <coughs> not necessarily looking to start a fight or be in a fight at all, <coughs> um, which is really interesting. And there's again, this doesn't have the account of Jesus's um, kiss on his cheek. Spoiler alert: that's not there um, in coming up or anything like that. But it's, it's just really interesting to me. And then he references drinking the cup, which I don't even think it's in this account when he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's another account where he says, like, if this is your will. Um, Let this cup pass from me. Yeah. Or... yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, and so, like, that references back outside. Um, it's, just, it's just really interesting how that works. Yeah. I think coming off of John 17 and going straight into John's account just like sets a tone of tension from I think the first these first 11 verses there's like something in the air you know everything that is about to happen is not good right like it says you know Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him so he stepped forward you know, he's entering into everything that is about to happen, knowingly, willingly, going forward into it. I think that's um, that's cool. But then, like what Yana was saying, like, who are you? And he says, I am he. Like, fully admits to his identity. He's never not once not walked out his identity. Um, even if it's been, like, he's told people not to say anything about him, he's still fully known exactly who he is. Um, and I just, I love that that always comes up because I think it's, I mean, I've said it before, but like identity is such a hot button topic for us. And 
like f to have the role, mo role model of Jesus who like never once doubted who he was <coughs> is huge. Um, but yeah, I just get such a like a tense feeling after reading those 11 verses of like, oh my gosh, what is about to go down? Yeah. Like everything's about to go down. So, um, Jesus, uh, Jesus, was that verse? Uh, Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said, I don't believe you see. But there's also another indicator here. Um, this was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Yeah. Of those whom you have gave me, I have uh, lost not one. So I think um, uh, one of my big takeaways whenever I read these things is how much of this has been highly orchestrated beforehand. Uh, and what indeed, what these uh, maybe uh, Judas or these religious leaders thought that they were, you know, finally getting their victory. It's actually they're falling right into the design, and uh, truly, the crucifixion was not a, not a tragedy; it was an achievement. Yeah. You know, everything was. You yeah. know, hundreds of prophecies came out. Yeah. In advance. Yeah. That's that's a good point, and I meant to say that earlier. This one doesn't have. Um, it, we, we spoke about it last time, two weeks ago, whatever. That exact passage where it's where he says, like, I haven't lost any of these ones. And then it's like, oh, bam, right? <laughs> next next chapter. Um, it also, it, the, there's the one, it's a different connotation when he says, um, like, put your sword back in the sheath. Uh, because in this one, it's, it's slightly different. Um, and so you assume both are there, but he says, like, those who live by the sword die by the sword, the other ones. Mm -hmm. And in, in at least one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then he also, um, it's, I just love the different accounts of, it just shows the details that different people remember because it also doesn't, <coughs> okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. It doesn't talk about Peter's denial. It, it doesn't talk about the prophecy of Peter's denial, but it talks about Peter's denial later in the next. And, and Jesus did already a few chapters ago, I believe in, in 15, Jesus was saying like, Judas, you're going to betray me. Correct. Uh, yeah. Judas. Right. And, um, and, and Peter, you'll deny me. Does he say it? Mm -hmm. In John? He did okay. Right. Love Yeah. This may not be in John, but what's interesting is he actually picked out that Judas was going to be the one to betray him. I don't yeah. remember if that's in Matthew or another one, but it says that he specifically picked out Judah to be. Judas, sorry, to be the. Like he picked who was going to have the demon go with him and make him betray him. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily in John this chapter, but it was also interesting. Yeah, he, he knew he knew who would betray him, and um, because he in, picked it in John thirteen, um, he's he's already calling um Jesus is predicting Peter's denial in John thirteen. So that was this was this was all during the same night. This was all the same night. The the past several chapters has all been the Last Supper, the the night before Passover, um, the night before his his crucifixion. Um, if this is all, the past like four or so chapters has all been just Jesus speaking, um, and now in this chapter we're gonna be, we're gonna see very little of Jesus speaking. It's it's a whole lot of stuff happening. Um, and all right, here here's some really what I find fascinating stuff. Um, this this overall part, right? We we can read verse one and just think nothing about it. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. And we think nothing of it. But there is so much in that that 
we don't even realize. Uh, I didn't even realize until this week. So, <coughs> there's a huge correlation here of Jesus and David, um, who Jesus is a descendant from David. Um, well, I'll, I'll start with this part from verse 1. Jesus is passing over the Kidron Valley right now with his disciples. At this point in time, this is, the, this is right before Passover. This is the night before Passover. They're at Passover. Everyone's sacrificing their, their best lamb. And, you know, it's getting slaughtered. They're putting the blood above the, the doorpost. And um, they're getting ready to celebrate this big feast throughout the nation. Um, so all the Passover lambs are being killed in the temple. And the blood of the lambs was poured on the altar as an offering to God. <coughs> the number of lambs during... 30 years after this, based off of the census of that time, so 30 years after this point, but it's going to be a relatively similar number, right. was 256,000 lambs, quarter of a million lambs being, you know, sacrificed. It's a lot of blood. So where does all that blood go? So the blood drains from the, the base of the altar down the channel to the Kidron Brook. And through the Kidron Brook, the word Kidron actually means murky or dirty. Um, so all the blood of a quarter of a million lambs is being drained and goes into the Kidron Brook. Which now, the brook at this time is red. This is a red river. Um, so Jesus is crossing over this river filled with blood. And his, his disciples are there as well seeing this like... Wow, Jesus is passing over this. Um, so it, it would still be red with blood. It would, it would be red for quite a while after that. It would still be the dirt and stuff would be stained from all the blood. Um, so as he's doing this, um, you know, it, it's everything. You know, this is Jesus' last day. You know, you can imagine like a, a prisoner who's on death row about to, you know, whatever, be electrocuted or however. He knows that it's his last day. Everything is going to be a lot more significant. You know, you got to pick your meal. You got to pick your final meal. Okay, well, this is the last meal I'm ever going to eat. You know, you, you go to bed. This is the last time I'm ever going to go to bed. Everything becomes a whole lot more significant. Jesus is passing over a blood, a, a, a stream filled of blood of sacrificial lambs as Jesus the sacrificial lamb whose blood is about to be spilled he's crossing over this um, so it was, it was I think a pretty vivid thought in probably Jesus's head at the time of you know passing through this um, but yeah the, the lamb of God is crossing the Kidron Brook that's filled with red blood of lambs that could not take away sin Jesus would have seen this so he would have and, and so would have his disciples That's really deep. <laughs> it's it's quite a picture, and that's something that that we don't get straight from just reading that. Right. It's it's huge. That's that's it's like a game changer. Right. You know, he's crossing the Kidron Valley. It's like okay, cool. All right, he's on his way somewhere. It's like, but this was filled with blood of two, of a quarter of a million lambs, and the sacrificial lamb is crossing over it. All right, the correlation, um, David. In 2 Samuel 15, 22, crossed the Kidron Valley. Now, all the lambs wasn't... Um, wasn't in play. It wasn't in play at that point. Um, but at that point, um, <coughs> David is, is crossing over the Kidron Valley. So the correlation between David and Jesus, this is just cool. Um, 
David, he was rejected by a nation. Jesus, <coughs> he was rejected by the nation. David, betrayed by his friend. A, 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 a flip below. <laughs> uh, Jesus was rejected by his friend. Judas, a fifth below. Took his own life. Judas took his own life. They both cross over the page on Valley. It's just a fascinating correlation. Um, and Jesus being the descendant of David. <coughs> and we can also see um, a correlation here because this is this is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, life began in a garden, right? The Garden of Eden. That's where it all began. And this this new life that begins with Jesus is is taking is is starting here in the Garden of Gethsemane. Adam sinned. Jesus conquered sin. Adam hid from God. Jesus presented himself to God and said, they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, here I am. I am he. And, and just the, the correlation there as well is really cool. Um, and also you can kind of like parallel that to like Revelation where it's like talking about the, the garden to come, the garden of life. Um, but anyway. Um, so, so those were, those were my biggest, I don't know, mind-blowing connections, realizations um, for, for John 18 so far. So. I, I also forgot to bring up verse 3. is very interesting, just the way that it phrases it, uh, because I don't think it phrases it like that in any of the other Gospels. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, so, like, Judas allegedly put this, like, brute squad together. It wasn't, like, the chief priests that were like, okay, let's put this thing together. Like, Judas is allegedly the one, at least based on what it says here, Judas is the one that puts the group together, as opposed to, like, what you think before of Judas just being like, okay, yeah, I'll, like, just take you to him. Um, Judas, like, puts the squad together, which may be more of the reason that um, they were more hesitant and, and drew back um, because they weren't direct, like they weren't necessarily direct <coughs> Roman soldiers, like I said earlier. Like they might they might have just been like a band of You're saying in ESV version it says that? In verse 3, does it not say oh, that in your version? version? It says the leading <coughs> priests it's, it's and me. Pharisees had given Judas a contingent. Huh. Well, there we go. This says procured. Well, let's see what uh, NASB says. Uh, this is still ESV. I'm just interested. That's very interesting. So that's good to know. Because I was reading that just earlier. Yeah. Judas oh, having obtained. Oh, now I'm going to have to look into the Hebrew that word. Yeah, this one. NASB says rich, uh, received. I'm going to check out the actual meaning of the word. But you move on. Go for it. Any other thoughts, any other comments so far before we move on? Cool. All right, somebody want to read uh, 12 through 18? Sure. Go for it. <clears throat> so the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they led him to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus and did, and so did another disciple. 
Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest, but Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Uh, now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them, standing and warming himself. Awesome. What do you guys see going on here? Peter is afraid to get caught. Yeah, he doesn't want to be associated with Jesus. It's not even necessarily that there was like a threat behind it either. Like, I don't know, like maybe there was, but the woman here, it's just she's asking the question, right? You're not associated with him, are you? Like, it could be pure curiosity, it could be something else. Because, but Peter is so quick to say, nope, no, I'm not. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so hard because I think that's so real for believers in general of like wait are you like do you believe in Jesus it's like right. no I just go to church or like you know what I mean like it's just it's and there's not even and the threats that like believers in this country especially would face when I ask that question is like so minuscule yeah. and compares yeah. to these times or somewhere in Africa or wherever it is where you could really be like killed mm -hmm. for saying something it's just Uh, I found verse 15 when I was listening to it earlier today. I found it very interesting. Because um, it says, um, Simon Peter followed him, followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. So, like, the, that, it's just so interesting to me because, like, based on what we think is that all the disciples just immediately scatter, but that's not exactly what happened, right? Some of them did, but then there's two of them followed Jesus, and then one of them, the high priest was like, yeah, I know you, you're fine, and lets him in, and so then he ends up talking to person that's in charge of the gate right and he's like hey by the way let my buddy in or whatever um and that's it makes a lot more sense why she's like so okay so you know this jesus guy right um and to your point yeah it sounds a lot more like that than uh, the other ones later where it's like wait you're a follower of him aren't you uh this one's this one it seems a lot more like okay yeah you're so you're here for yeah for Jesus because like that's a pretty big deal that's going on right now yeah good observation um, if we look back at you don't have to go there I'm just going to read it um, John 13 38 um, actually a little bit before that uh, John 13 36 uh, Simon Peter asked Lord where are you going and Jesus replied you can't go with me now but you will follow me later but why can't I come with you now Lord he asked I'm ready to die for you this is Peter Jesus 
answered Dyperman, I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rest of crows tomorrow, <coughs> tomorrow morning, you'll deny me three times that you even know me. And now here we are the next day after he said that. And, you know, and, and now he's slicing off the ear of someone who's coming up to Jesus. Um, and we see that Peter is anxious to prove that he would never deny Jesus. He cuts off the ear of the high priest. Servant. Um, there's this quote I saw that was really cool about that. It's, it is exceedingly thoughtless in Peter to try to prove his faith by the sword while he could not do so by his tongue. He's trying to prove his faith by the sword while he could not do so by his tongue. Mm -hmm. How many times do we actively <laughs> try that? Yeah. Right. Actions. I can, I can do this. I can go at this. Whoa, do you want to talk about it? No, I'll, 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 I'll you know, work at the soup kitchen. I'll do this. I'll, I'll do all these good things. But, you know, well, let's actually talk about it. Yeah. You know, somebody else yeah, or or that we use certain principles to bash people, to bring people down, and say you're wrong, you're, you shouldn't be doing this, but not in a loving way. And it's like, hey, that's easy to say you're not doing the right thing, but it's a lot harder to. Well, that's essentially just cutting them, you know, with the sword. Essentially, being like, you shouldn't be doing that. What are you doing? Like that's wrong. That's evil. But to be like. Hey, you know, you know, to try to be doing it out of love and doing it as Jesus would be doing. Constructively. Yeah, yeah constructively, exactly. It, I think verse 14 speaks a lot to the political nature of what was happening as well. Yeah. It says, Caiaphas was the one who had told the other Jewish leaders, it's better that one man should die for the people. And this way of like Jesus is the ultimate scapegoat right they mm -hmm. want their power back they want control of the people they want this that and the other things right. and they're willing to sacrifice the life of one man who's a remarkable man in their eyes they don't believe he's the Messiah right he's an easy mark to set up to take you know punishment for nothing right we talked about earlier like there is not one thing that sticks. There's not an accusation sticks. And I think we see later, like, they have people come and give false testimony and witness, right, to Jesus' yep. character and all this stuff. And, like, it's so, it's just fascinating to me the places that you can yep. see, like, the political implications of that time period to play out in real time and how it affects ordinary, and Jesus was not ordinary, but people, you know, and, and that this was a, like, what Jonah was talking about earlier, like, this is a plot that was put up to set Jesus up. It's great, it fell exactly as it was supposed to, right, but it's still, like, this is government and religion, like, this is still society, we can, I think we can learn a lot from things like yeah. this. <laughs> yep. We see a lot in, in, through this whole chapter, we'll see even more, but of Jesus' humility, right? Like he could have snapped his finger, said a word, or even have to verbally say anything. He could have just had a legion of angel armies come down and wipe out everyone who's trying to arrest him, but he's humble. And he could, I, I imagine, I don't know for sure, but I think just his words, I am he, 
was powerful enough that they all fell down. They every time they stood back up, you could be like, I am me. I am me. And they keep falling down over and over. I bet if, if he just kept saying I am he, they'd just keep falling. Um, and and it's an impressive display of humility um, and a, a display of his power. Um, and um, but we, we see that from his birth. Of, he was born as a humble baby, yet heralded by angels. He laid in a manger, yet was announced by a star. He submitted to baptism, then heard the divine voice of approval. He slept when he was exhausted, but awoke to calm the storm. He wept out a grave, then called the dead to life. He submitted to arresting troops, then declared his majesty and not to the lover. He died on a cross, but in it he, overcome, he overcame death and sin and Satan. I think it would have taken a lot of willpower to not call the legion of angels. You know, he's going through excruciating, he's going through excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. I think if it were to have been me, for example, I think that would have been my problem. <laughs> would have been like, ow, yeah. I could say stop, but I have to stop from saying mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well, going back to that, um, so back in 11, I found it, uh, so Caiaphas says, uh, they're kind of going on about if we let him or Jesus going like this, everyone will believe in him and so on. And Caiaphas said, you know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. I actually didn't realize this for a long time, but the kind of the, the cynicism of that statement is actually, uh, he's basically saying that um, it's like a political sort of thing. Like you're basically saying, yeah. we're just going to let this man kill this guy. You, you guys don't know how to make up these plots let me tell you but it actually says he did not say of this of his own accord but being high priest that year he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not for the nation only but also to gather into one it goes to the whole reason he said it yeah. so the words were coming out of his mouth he thought were meaning one thing but the Holy Spirit actually intended them for another thing and so I, That's really it's, point. it's important not to let that go as we go through this Caiaphas was like this apparently a simple, uh, you know, skunk, really. <laughs> but, but, you know, he reminded here of that prophecy. That's good. And, and yeah, his, Caiaphas' words is better for one man to die for the people. Yep. That's, that's the gospel. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, he, he's saying, let's just get rid of this problem called right. Jesus. This is what Jesus came to do. Right. This is this is what this is Jesus' purpose. Right. To die for all the people. It, the way yeah, I think that you said it really well, Jonah. Um, like the way that I tend to think about it is the intent was to, okay, let's just dismiss this guy, let's get rid of it, and restore kind of our political power and balance, right? Um, but what it ended up being was very very different, um, and it ended up redeeming the entire world so he got him for evil but god meant it for good yeah okay. good. good stuff guys let's keep going sweet 19 327 <coughs> who wants to take it i got it go for it the high priest then questioned jesus about his disciples and his teaching jesus answered him i have spoken openly to the world i have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? 
Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him uh, bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. All I'm saying is, if someone slapped me across the face, that's not how I respond. <laughs> right? Right. And the, um... Especially as the son of God. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously this I is... I so much more to you! And obviously this is a slightly different account and things like that, right? But this, and this, it talks about this incident. Um, I don't think it brings it... Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't bring it up here, but later they end up kind of blindfolding him and punching him. And they're like, alright, who was it? Prophesy. And he's like, bruh. What's your deal? Um, that's that's the ZPV, the Zach's paraphrase version. Um, well, that's kind of what it goes like. But it's it's really cool. Like this everything that happens here and the way that it plays out, exactly the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's got a plan. Um, almost. But the right, <laughs> um, and I just love the the way that he asks questions. Right, he's like, all right, well, so. Why do you ask me? Like, you already know the answer to that question. Why are you asking me? Um, and then he's like, yeah, okay, all right. If I, what I said was wrong, tell me what it was um, and bring people that, that can testify to what it was. But if what I said is right, then why are you yeah. punching me right? And, and they don't say anything back. They don't have anything to say what he said was wrong. Correct. Also, by the way, like, this is, they're gathering during... I don't remember. Something makes this uh, uh, illegal, like against. Oh, I've got a whole list yeah, yeah. of why all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have the passages off the top of my head, so I'm glad you do. Uh, but like, there's the gathering of this was fully political to both to everybody's point that's said it so far, um, and like it was, it, it was unlawful. Um, so they're breaking the very laws that they're trying to enforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's, here's a list of why all of what was going down was illegal. He was arrested illegally. There was no charge against him. There was no warrant for him. It was during the night. There was no session of court that was, that was taking place. Sorry. No session of court was supposed to take place before the morning sacrifice. So basically, not at night. Right. Um, because Passover. Uh, a... a um, they're not supposed to be doing a court of any capital offense before a Sabbath or an annual holiday. The whole thing concluded in one day, which means it didn't give any time for witnesses. It's supposed to be a multi-day process. Um, their witnesses were false and unproven. Um, there was mob mentality against Jesus without investigation. It was just like, Jesus did this. Yeah, 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 he did this. Yeah, and especially, sorry, I wanted to chime mm -hmm. in on the witnesses while you were there. Uh, the Leviticus specifically talks about having like two witnesses to give an account that condemn somebody or something, which they didn't have, but continue. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
Um, so Flavius Josephus, it's a great name. Um, here's a Jewish historian. Here's a Jewish historian um, born in Jerusalem four years after the crucifixion of Jesus. So he wrote a lot of stuff about stuff going on at that time. Um, Flavius Josephus. Um, he writes lots of reports of bribes um, and uh, of the appointed members of the Sanhedrin, this Jewish um, uh, elders and stuff. He, he has lots of reports of bribery and um, shady stuff going down that a lot of them shouldn't have been there in the Sanhedrin, but they were they got in there by bribes and other um, <coughs> false methods of being there. Right. Um, and then also the charge against Jesus was changed. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they went from blasphemy, blasphemy. He's calling himself God. And then <coughs> he's saying he's going to tear down the temple. He's telling people to avoid paying taxes to Caesar. And then, no, blasphemy again. And their, their charge against Jesus was being changed multiple times throughout the trial. <coughs> so, very illegal. All very, very illegal stuff. Um, being illegally done by the priests and the Romans who are supposed to be upholding the law. They are just going against it all to rid of their problem. Can I say one thing? Go for it. What's interesting about it being political is that, so, like, they're trying to, like, fix their country or whatever. They're trying to do what's right. But it, they're actually doing... Ugh, never mind. I forgot how to say it. Forget it. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I had a way of phrasing it, but I forgot. I'll, I'll say it if it comes back. Okay. Move on. Sorry. Well, they're kind of... <laughs> they're not trying to do what's right. They're trying to do what's best for their own interests, mm -hmm. which is, like... Yeah. It's not at all hard to see... We, we could go on to compare laws about what's going on these days, but it's really been throughout history, and that's really what's at the root of all this is just right. you know, these kangaroo courts with this predetermined agenda is all about uh, projecting a reason for something you just want to sneak in that legal opinion. <clears throat> and so, you can all see it with when uh, Stephen <clears throat> is being charged with, with similar things. Uh, and he's, you know, he's having this vision of Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's speaking this truth, and they eventually just lose their minds, and they actually close their ears, and then they just took him out next time. So, I mean, what, a more, what, what more telling, how, how much more telling can you get of people that just don't want to know the truth? Yeah. You know, they just got their own thing that they want to do. It's the same thing here. That's he, good. He even says, if what I said is wrong, tell me what's wrong. But they can't. Yeah. It's just I love violence. I'm, I I want to skip just for a second. I love one of the things that you said, the speaking his truth, uh, just because later he references, like, like Pilate says, what is truth? Yeah. And, like, that specific phrase, like, oh, speak your truth, know your truth, and whatever. He's like, no, no, no. There is truth, and there is, like, false uh, falseness. <coughs> and uh, just the way that he ends up saying uh, in a minute. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to no, that, pick that, that part out. I was about to lead into that too. Yeah. Cause like, I'll wait till we read it before to talk about it, but like, it's so good. Cool. Good stuff guys. Um, all right. We're on the last section. Um, it's a little long, but I think let's read through it. And we want to take about half of it. You can stop whenever and, and pass at verse 28. I'll start reading. Jesus' trial before Pilate. 
Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. Then he was taken to the headquarters of the Roman governor. His accusers didn't go inside because it would defile them, and they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate, the governor, went out to them and asked, What is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed over him to you if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away and judge him by your own law, Pilate told them. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone, the Jewish leaders replied. This fulfilled Jesus' prediction about the way he would die. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? he asked him. Jesus replied, is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? So we want to pick it up from 35. Sure. Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, so you are a king? Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into this world to testify the truth. All who have the truth recognize that what I say is true. What is truth? Pilate asked. Then he went out again to the people and told them, he is not guilty of any crime, but you have a custom of asking me to release one prisoner each year at Passover. Would you like me to release this king of the Jews? But they shouted back, No, not this man. We want Barabbas. Barabbas was a revolutionary. Awesome. All right. Thoughts, comments, questions, observations? Um, so the common charge that, well, Jesus um, levels it at the, Fer the, the Pharisees throughout the Gospels, but also in uh, other parts of the Old Testament, uh, one thing that God admonishes the Jews for is to is their obsession with rules and customs, but they're actually abandoning um, justice. They're abandoning um, caring for the poor. They're, these are the larger issues, actually, that God wants us to worship Him by living this way. And how how telling that these people, after calling this kangaroo court and you know using violence on this innocent man are concerned with not being defiled ceremonially to mm -hmm. eat the Passover. Yeah. With blood on, blood on their hands. Um, it's just, you know, it just blows my mind how petty that is. Yeah, it, that's, it's crazy, the, the hypocrisy. They didn't want to, they couldn't go into the, um, the governor, the headquarter, the praetorium, um, because it would defile them. Yeah. But it's just so ironic because of what they're doing. They're, they're trying to murder an innocent person on... They're trying to murder an innocent person by doing it illegally and at an illegal time when they're afraid of becoming ceremonially unclean so that because they want to participate in Passover. Just the irony, the hypocrisy is ridiculous. But but even again, at the end of this, this was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken. To me, it's comforting to see, you know, uh, not to make it all about current events, but you see hypocrisy. Um, it's not uh, beyond the control of God. Mm -hmm. you know, even even this you know, was part of Jesus' plan to die a specific way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if, if Jesus, if the prophecies were you know ninety percent accurate, it'd be impressive. It'd be cool. It'd be like, hey, 
that pretty much went as God planned it. But no, if if Pilate was just like, you guys take care of it. They're like, no, no, no. He's got to be executed. We can't, we're not allowed to execute. We want him executed. We want him crucified. So that he had to, he had to deal with it. If, if he was like, do it, I'm not doing anything. And they're like, okay. And they, they stoned him or they did something else or whatever. Then the prophecy and uh, of everything leading up to Jesus would have been, you know, mostly right. But Jesus proclaimed the prophecy was, and, and Jesus said himself, the Son of Man will be lifted up and crucified. I, mean, I don't think he said the word crucified, but he'll be lifted up. Um, speaking of his crucifixion. Um, so every single part spoke of how he would die, of, of this, of that a bone would break, of everything. Um, the, you know, Jesus is, is speaking of truth. And um, so at first, first Pilate says... Um, asking him if he's a king, because they're calling him the king of the Jews. People call him the king of the Jews. He's like, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus does not say yes. He does not say no. He asks, is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? Again, early on into John, I asked the question, who is Jesus to you? Um, because we saw at that point, everybody was throwing around accusations of who Jesus is, who they thought he was. Hey, maybe he's a prophet. Hey, maybe he's a good guy. Oh, hey, he brought us water. Oh, hey, he did this. Oh, he did miracles. Oh, is he the son of God? And Jesus is like, I am. Yep, I am. Yep, I'm the way, the truth, the life. I am. I am. I am. I am he. I am God. I am one with God. I am the, I am the son. And they're like, yeah, but who are you? He's like, I am. Hmm, okay. They're like, who are you? I am. And he's always telling people who he is. Um, and yet, you know, He's being asked, are you a king? And he's like, is this your question? Are you asking me as a Roman? Are you asking me out of rumor? Or are you asking me because you realize I might be? And his response is essentially, I'm not from this place. I'm not from around here. I'm a spiritual king. I'm not a military king. I'm not a political king. But my kingdom isn't from here. And to to take that a little bit further, the the pilot um, went outside them and said, in verse twenty nine, "What accusation do you bring against this man?" They answered him, "If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you." Hmm. Well, that's an evasive way of answering that question. Let's yep. skip on down to what hair what a uh, pilot says, and he says. He's like, uh, do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answers, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Like, he's still asking the question, like, what are you doing here? What is this guy doing here? And I can't, like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then, and so, like, he's kind of asking me, I just love the way this breaks down. I'm sorry, I'm going to read a little bit here again. He says, are you the king of the Jews? Right? That's how he starts off. Jesus answers, do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answers, am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. Oh, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. 
For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And then after he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. But you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release the king of the Jews to you, the king of the Jews? They cried out again, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. Now, robber is an interesting translation, and we can get into that later. But the whole way this breaks down is he shows up. They just show up with this guy, right, that he's probably fairly familiar with because he's been making some waves in the whole area, right? But he hasn't done anything, especially against Rome. Um, but hey, so he's <laughs> kind of just clamoring. And he's like, all right, so are you this person as they say you are? Um, and then he goes from that to like, how am I supposed to know? I'm not a Jew. I don't even know what you're supposed to be. Um, what did you do? And then he goes to, okay, so you admit to being a king. He's like, no, you said I'm a king. That's what you accuse me of. Right. And then he says, what is truth? Right. So like Pilate just walks out of this with more questions than he walked into it with, but he, he comes to the conclusion of, like I, what did this guy do? This guy's literally done nothing. What do you What do you want from me? Can I just give him back to you guys and just let him go? Because it's customary to release one of these guys anyway. So like, two birds, one stone. Can I get out of this situation again? The political uh, nonsense that's going on here. He's like, hey, can we just like call call it even if I if I and just release this guy? Uh, but then they pin him into a corner by saying, no, just release Barabbas. Um, so this whole, especially 32, 33 to, um, to 39 or 40 is just, was, was one of the more interesting parts because there's just, that's just the breakdown of everything to me. Um, so anyhow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and getting back to the whole kingdom, the kingdom is not from here. Um, looking at an earthly kingdom versus a heavenly kingdom, earthly kingdoms are based upon force, pride, and the love of human praise, um, desire for domination and self-interest, um, which is all displayed by Pilate in the Roman Empire, versus the foundation of Jesus' kingdom is founded on peace. His servants will not fight. He could have had his, his armies come in and just taken everyone out, but <coughs> Jesus' kingdom is, is founded on peace. Uh, here's a quote by, uh, or here's a quote, I actually don't know who this guy is, I didn't look him up. Um, this is a crucial point. While human politics is based on the premise that society must be changed in order for to change people, in the politics of the kingdom, it is people who must be changed in order to change society. I'm going to read it one more time. This is the crucial point. While human politics is based on the premise that society must be changed in order to change people. In the politics of the kingdom, it is people who must be changed in order to change society. That's pretty cool. For Pilate, um, soldiers and armies were truth. Rome was truth. Caesar was truth. Political power was truth. But Jesus knew what truth was while Pilate was still seeking it. During this period, this short point of time, 
And we don't see it all in written down in John. We see a lot of it in Luke. Uh, but there are six trials. Jesus faces six trials during this short period of time from the previous night to the next morning. Six trials. First three are religious trials. The next three are civil, uh, civic trials. We have first, he goes to Annas. The high, the, he was the previous high priest. He's the father-in-law of Caiaphas. So first he goes to Annas. Then he goes to Caiaphas, who is the high priest. Then he sends he sends them to the Sanhedrin. That's that's in Matthew 26. Um, he reports them. And then they go to the Sanhedrin, who is the Jewish officials and elders. Then they take it to civil trials. They take him to Pilate. And we see that here as well. And then Pilate says. Um, in Luke, in, in Luke 23, Pilate goes, wait, he's, is this man a Galilean? Like, yeah, like, oh, then send him to Herod. That's his problem. So they go, oh, all right, and they, they go from Pilate to Herod, Antipas. And Herod is like, this guy did nothing. I'm not taking care of it. Go back to Pilate. And he goes back to Pilate again. Six trials. Three religious, three civic trials. Six trials. No one finds any fault with him. Um, but they can't prove anything against him. <coughs> Any other thoughts so far? No, I got a really interesting Go for it. fact. Really interesting perspective here. Barabbas. They wanted Barabbas. Does anybody know Barabbas' full name? Anybody know what Barabbas' name might be? No. It's it's written in Matthew, where it says other other manuscripts say Jesus Barabbas. <coughs> Jesus was a common name. His name was, other manuscripts write it as Jesus Barabbas. This is in Matthew 27, 16. You can see that for yourself. Barabbas, you break up the word bar, Abba. Bar Abba. Abbas. Bar means the son of. Abba means father. Bar Abbas. Son of the father. Jesus Barabbas. Jesus, son of the father. Who do you want me to release? Jesus Barabbas, son of the Father, or Jesus Christ, son of the Father? It's crazy. It's I'm not making this up. Yeah, and if we go to Mark 15, just uh, to take that a step further, um, uh, and among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. So... It references an insurrection there, which is more political clamor, right? And so, at least some of the biblical scholars believe that um, Barabbas was some type of leader in the insurrection for the on the Jews' behalf to be fighting back against Rome. Which, if we reference back, which is what. This, this is the Messiah that everybody wanted, right? Someone that was going to come and free them and deliver them in the way that they wanted to be delivered, not in the way that God has planned, right? Um, and so 
yeah, so that's, at least there's uh, some belief in that. Uh, but he had committed murder. We've, it said he's a robber or a thief or whatever. Um, but this one uh, specifically references that he was also had committed murder. Yeah. yeah. He was a bad guy. Uh, I, I like the way that, that it was written um, in what I'm about to read to you. It's a strange, almost insane scene. A cruel, ruthless Roman governor trying to win the life of a miracle-working Jewish teacher against the efforts of both the Jewish leaders and the crowd. Which is the most opposite of what a ruthless Roman governor would try to do, of trying to save an innocent Jew. Normally he would care less. He'd be like, I don't care. Like, right. you know, there's millions of you guys. I don't care what happens to one more of them. But he's trying to, and it would be the other way around, typically, the Jews be like, no, 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 you can't do this. Like, he's innocent. Like, but it's the opposite right now. The the ruthless Roman governor is like, why, why are you trying to kill this guy? You're your own person. Why are you trying to kill him? I, I don't find fault with him. And the Jewish leaders are like, kill him. Why? Just do it. <laughs> and we we're all Barabbas when you look at who who the who who's being free here. It's should we release Barabbas, this person who has sinned and done lots of bad things, or, or should we release this innocent man named Jesus who did nothing? And Jesus pays the price for Barabbas. And we are Barabbas. If anyone can say that Jesus died for me, it's Barabbas. But each one of us are in Barabbas' place. Each one of us, Jesus swapped for and said, no, no, I'll, I'll take the place. Free Christian. What's your name again? Jonah. 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 I just remembered. <laughs> I'm like, Jonah and the giant fish. I remember. <laughs> Jesus is like, let Jonah, jo mm. <laughs> wow, let Jonah free, and Jesus take the price. Jesus saying, let D free, I'll take the price. Jesus saying, let Sabrina free, I'll take the price. Jesus is saying, let Zach free, let Kayla free, let Yana free, let McCabe free, let Jackie free, let Ben free. I will pay the price on the cross. I didn't do anything. You don't have any charge against me, but I will take, I will take his place. That Jesus Loving Barabbas video by Judas Smith is one that I always come back to. Mm -hmm. That's the, I mean, I, every Easter, yep. every... I've got that queued up. It's very... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's no, very it's powerful. It is very um, powerful. Are you going to need tissues again? No. Okay. I think I stopped crying after like the third time I watched. <laughs> so I'm immune now. Any final thoughts? Any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Gosh, I say that now. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, you'll break your tissues. And it's okay. I wasn't making fun. I was just asking. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't talk. Before you do that, <laughs> yeah. I got to actually take my leave. I have a very early morning tomorrow. Okay. So. Hey, it's great having you here. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me over. Nice great to meet to you. Great to meet you. Have a nice rest of your night. Thanks for coming. I'm going to show this video. It's called Jesus Loves Barabbas. It is quite powerful. Oh no, I'm going to cry too. <laughs> Feel free to move if you can get to a better place to see it.
where are the tissues just in case? We see the story of Jesus going to the cross, but everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And why he's even mentioned, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like, what? Let's, this is about Jesus going to the cross. So in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? This is blasphemy. This is, this has gone too far. There's no comparison. This is a rightful prisoner, a man who should be on death row. He's a rebel against Rome. He leads a rebellion. He murders people. He's a bad man. He's a thug and he's a crook. He deserves the chains and he deserves the crucifixion. Jesus, what has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free? Open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper. What, what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We, we want Barabbas. Yeah, give us Barabbas.
myself out. What? That's the opposite of the gospel. Are you bound? Are you held under the power of this temptation, this sin, the sexual urges? Do you feel like it's controlling you? What are you going to do? I'm going to shake myself free and stop it. No, you won't. You're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin and sexual temptation. You will not overcome it and you will never overcome it. You'll just be another statistic. There's no answer within yourself. Your own merits, your own goodness, your own discipline, your own devotion will not save your marriage and will not save your kids. There's only one. And he's the one that took your place. He's the one that stood silently on the platform with Pilate and said, yes, let him have Barabbas. Take me. How many times have I stood on that platform with Pilate and Jesus and I'm the Barabbas? Stop. 
salvation. His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough. so stupid like Jesus what are you doing come on you shouldn't be taking his place dude Barabbas's come on that's like that's me that's you that's us we're Barabbas um, and and I, I like how he said it on that video of Jesus is doing this God sent and created us even though he knew that a lot of us would reject him and not trust him and not put and not give him, you know, our whole selves. Now some of us will will play church, some of us will play God, and some of us will um, just completely reject him and say that's not my truth. And and yet he still died for them too. And that's the gospel. Final thoughts. Yes. I'll pray and we'll split for a little bit. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you did. And that's that's really all we can say. Thank you. I mean, there's there's so much to be thankful for, um, but who you are and what you've done is it's more than we can even say thank you for it. There's nothing that we can do to 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 repay you for it. Um, there's not supposed to be. But we thank you for what you did. We thank you for doing it willingly. And even though we still choose to not follow your laws, not follow your commands, and to, to, to sin, you love us all the same. I thank you for, for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for, for taking our place when it should have been us, not you. Pray for peace. We pray for comfort this week, God. Help us to be able to to live for you, to, to not let your death go in vain, to be able to spread truth, to be able to spread who you are and what you did to everybody that we see, every cashier, every server, every bank teller, every random person that we see on the street, to just be so excited to, to tell of what you've done uh, that we we just can't wait for the next opportunity to, to tell someone of who you are. Let us not take it for granted of what you've done and to just be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's just what I believe. No, it's, this is... You died. You died for us. Thank you, God. And just pray for blessings over everybody this week and help us to continue to live for you more and more every day and be excited to live for you. Hey, thanks for listening. It's always a good time when God's presence is with us. I hope you enjoyed it and that you tune in again for the next episode of the Monday Night Godcast.